Hello, and welcome to Sunday Messages with Fairmount Friends Church. We're so glad that you are joining us. You can find out more on www.fairmountfriendschurch.org. Here's Pastor Brock Meyer. All right, good. To start off my message this morning, I want to uh, just give you an update on kind of life in the last six months. Uh, six months ago, we made an announcement that there was going to be some changes here at the church as far as uh, roles and responsibilities. Um, I took on a full-time job at TLC, which is a management company over a group of nursing homes. And uh, that is my full-time job, and I'm, and I'm part-time here at the church as well. Um, and we brought on in August Andrew um, as a pastor here, um, and it's going good. I just want to tell you that. It's going good, and you can tell me yay or nay, um, but it has, it has gone well. Um, and just this past week, Brian Wise, who is also a pastor here uh, in the area in um, Fallerton, he came to me and he said, hey, I, I have a, uh, I believe, a prophetic word or a vision from the Lord that I just wanted to share with you. And he said, I see you at kind of a top of, of a path that's coming down or a road that's coming down. And then the road split in two, and there were two paths. And there were some that were, that were running, and they were along with you. And then there were some that were not, and they felt like they were being left behind. Um, and he said, I don't know what that means, but I just kind of leave that here with you. And I said, bummer. <laughs> Thank you. That was awesome. Appreciate that. And the thing about prophetic words are great because it's a peek into the Lord. He gets to, he gets to let you know and, and kind of tell you some things um, that maybe aren't just normal, common knowledge, but he's, he's letting you peek in. And at first I thought, well, the people I don't want to feel like they're being left behind is my family. You know, my wife and my children, they have to feel always priority and that they're just not living on leftovers all the time, um, but they're getting my best. Um, and as we, as I'm processing this with Brian a little bit, um, uh, he also was saying, I see the church at the top of that, and there's two paths, um, and people that are really running, and then those that maybe feel like they could be left behind. Um, and can I just tell you now, more than ever, you should feel like you have more pastoral care, because we have a pastor who's here in Andrew that is full-time, and you have a second pastor who is here that is part-time. You now have a pastor and a half, if you will, than just one, um, and so as Andrew and I continue to develop our working relationship, we want to make sure that we give more pastoral care than we ever have before. Um, and it's not that, well, I feel like Brock has left me behind. No, we want to make sure that you feel like pastoral care is being provided for you. It's not just a Brock thing, that it can be an Andrew thing, that it can be each and every one of us as a body of Christ, that it's not just a person, this isn't just a one-man show, that we as a body and as a family all help serve one another. And where I want to go in our message this morning is to encourage all of us to make sure that we're bringing our A-game, that we're full of the Holy Spirit, that we're full of God in our life, that we're helping serve each and every other person around us, that it's not just one person that has to be the life giver, but that all of us, that we live full, we live loaded, we live fully alive all of the time, that we can bring this to each and every one of us. And so we don't ever want somebody to feel like, well, I'm left behind and he's, 
he's distracted, he's got a different job that he's focused on now, and, you know, we kind of have whatever is going on at the church. No, it's not whatever is going on at the church. There's a lot of intentionality on what is happening at the church to where there should be more pastoral care than ever before. Does that make sense? Um, And more of what we're doing in the community than we ever have before, and more than what's going on at the schools than we ever have before. There's good things that are happening, and just want to make sure that we're very intentional on all of us staying on this path together. And so those that are running with us, keep running. Those that feel like, man, I feel like there's so many other things going on and maybe I'm, I'm being left. I wanna encourage you, man, we are here. And talk to us, how can we love on you better? How can we get you in the game more? What is it that, that you need? How can we serve you more? Um, and then also taking personal responsibility. What is it that I can do in my relationship with God that I can grow? Have I been sitting in the same place for 20 years? Have I really been growing? Am I in the same place that I was last year? Have I been moving forward um, and making sure that I'm, I'm taking some, some personal responsibility with where I go with my relationship with the Lord as well? Something kind of cool that um, through, uh, through this job with TLC is that I just get to basically be a pastor. I get to kind of pastor in this role in these different facilities in these nursing homes and assisted living. One of them, um, she's the director of the assisted living in Avon and, and Avon on the west side of Indy we go down there and, and we have morning meetings every nursing home across the entire country starts every morning with a morning meeting and so we start with morning meetings and, and I have the benefit of going in and what we call a leadership devotional but I go in and talk about a leadership topic or something that we want to focus on the day but it's just sprinkled with the goodness of God and the focus of Christ at the center of all of this and, uh, and I asked I said hey can I just pray with the team at the end of this and she's sitting there and I didn't realize but she said I was so disconnected from the Lord I hadn't prayed to God in years and I felt unworthy now to come before him like why is he going to listen to me now and when you ask, can we pray with a team, she's like, no, 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 I don't want to do this. And I just prayed over the team and just prayed the peace of God in our operations and that joy as we serve others and we're taking care of those that cannot take care of themselves and just kind of this prayer over the team and just strengthen them. And she's like, I felt the presence of God hit me. And she's like, it just felt so good to have this moment of prayer again. She gets reached out, a couple girls reach out to her to come into a Bible study, and before long, she's going to this church. She goes to Trader's Point, which is on the northwest side of Indianapolis, and so um, I meet up with her just a couple weeks ago, and I've just followed up in her relationship with the Lord, and she's come to our, to our house before. We've gone out uh, with her um, a couple times, and we've just stayed connected, and I say we, my wife as well, um, have stayed just connected with this lady, and uh, was with her. She was up here uh, in Marion for some training two weeks ago, and she's sharing with me her relationship with God and what's going on. And she says, she says, uh, January 6th, I'm going to be baptized. And I've given my life to the Lord, and he's just changed so much in me, and I'm going to be baptized at, at my church. And I said, man, that is awesome. That's amazing. I said, I so wish that I could be there with you to celebrate this moment. She goes, oh, I know. This would be so cool. And she said, I'm going to have one of my friends there. She's like, I call her my female Brock. She's my female Brock. She's kind of like, she's just full of energy. She loves Jesus, and she just encourages me all the time. And, and she's like, she's going to be there with me. And, and uh, they asked me, they said, do you have anybody that's in your life that can baptize you, or do you want one of our pastors here to do it? And she goes, no, I, I don't have anyone. And she said, I thought of you, but I know that you've got your church thing on Sundays. I said, yeah, I kind of have this church thing on Sundays. Um, I said, but you know what? We have another pastor at our church, and maybe he can handle the service. 
And so reached out to our right people here at the church and I said, would, it would be an honor for me to operate in this role. And I, and I, and I texted her, I said, guess who's coming January 6th? What, no way, she's freaking out. So next week, I'm not gonna be here, Andrew's gonna be here, um, but I'm gonna be in a horse trough on the stage at Traders Point baptizing the director of, of the assisted living at Avon at this facility because of the encounters that she's had with Lord. People, I'm telling you, good things are happening and great things happen when we take our faith outside of these four walls. When you start living the message wherever you go, and, and it doesn't matter what it is, you're a mailman, you're a teacher, you're a, you're a, you run the, the, the local gas station, whatever it is, you are operating in the community to bring the light and the life of Jesus wherever you go. And so just good report, right? There's just a good report of what God is doing, um, personal life as well as in our family life here at the church. I want to talk to you about living full and living filled with the Spirit. In Ephesians chapter 5, let's go back one, Quentin. Ephesians chapter 5, it says that we ought to be filled with the Spirit, that we ought to be filled to overflowing with the power of the Holy Spirit. For me, though, what comes with this is two problems. Number one, the first problem is, is that I leak, and you can show that one. I leak. The second problem is that I get squeezed, and so I can have this, this thing where, I, where it kind of comes out of me. But here's a picture of, of us leaking. My bucket may be full, but I, I have this problem and this propensity to leak. Does anybody remember the song, Whenever Henry and Liza are talking about this bucket that leaks. And he says that there's a hole in the bucket, dear Liza, dear Liza, a hole in the bucket, dear Liza, a hole. And she, in all of her brilliance, says, then fix it, dear Henry, dear Henry, dear Henry, then fix it, dear Henry, dear Henry, then fix it. And it goes on, and he says, well, I've got to have straw, and, and, but it's too long, and I need an axe, but the axe isn't sharp enough, and so we've got to, we've got to wet the, the, the sharpening stone, right? And she's like, well, great, then go get water. And through this whole song, it sounds like Henry's the idiot, doesn't it? He's like, well, the axe is too dull, dear Eliza. And she's just frustrated. Then sharpen it, dumb Henry. And it comes full circle, right? And it comes full circle, and, and he says... With what shall I get the water, dear Eliza? The bucket. What if Henry knew the answers all along? But there's a hole in the bucket, dear Eliza. And it comes back. He's like, I know this, there's a situation here. And every time that there's a problem, it seems like Henry's got an answer for it. But the reality is, is that we're all a bunch of Henrys carrying around buckets with holes in them. And our holes is that we just leak and we leak the spirit and so we can come into church or you're around your family or you're in a life group and you get full of the Holy Spirit and he's encountering you and, and you're in worship and you're in the presence of the Lord. You're in your kitchen, you're listening to worship music, you're in your car and you're listening to, to preaching, whatever it is, and you're just getting the Holy Spirit presence all over you, right? And then there's this thing where we just leak over the course of time and we can leak through sin. We can leak through maybe turning to a source a different source for our joy and for our pleasure. We turn to a different source for our strength. And maybe we lean on the, on the arm of the flesh. Like if I, just, if I just eat right enough and I work out enough, then I'm just going to be strong. And those are all wise decisions. 
but there is this internal machine that needs, that needs fueled, right? There's this jet fuel that we can tap into and we just leak. And, and whenever I, I go off on my spouse or my kids, or maybe I'm just a little bit sneaky at work and I, and I, and I take something here and steal something here and move, and I'm just kind of a conniver and deceiver, the Holy Spirit is leaving my life and there's another spirit at operation. And it's being replaced with something. And I've got kind of an attitude and I've got kind of something else and, and my joy is no longer the source of my strength. The Bible says the joy of the Lord is your strength but no longer is it joy, it's frustration or I'm gonna prove to them and so I'm driven by something else and there's a different driver sitting behind the wheel of our hearts. We leak, that is a problem that we have. Whenever I was at Taylor University, I stayed in, in Wingetts. Second West, uh, 210 was my room. Wingetts is old, right? They don't even have air conditioning still. We all had to put box window fans in our, in our rooms, and they built a brand-new Sammy Morris Hall, and so we hated them even more because we were like the OG. Like, we stayed in the hardcore barracks of Wingetts, and I was Second West, 210. My room was right next door to the bathroom, all right? So, so, so helpful, but also not awesome. Um, especially whenever you've got 40 guys living on a wing together um, and we're all 19, 20 years old. That's just not cool. Um, but here's the bathroom right next to that. It's just kind of like this open community shower area and then apparently a very thin wall and in my room. And this uh, thin wall one night leaks. And the shower, what we used to do is we would clog all of the shower drains and then we would have blow up, um, I don't know, duckies and, you know, uh, pool pads and things like that that we would sit in the shower because it had a, about a six inch uh, uh, lip that you had to step over. And so it would hold about six inches of water. And then we would all just kind of like hang out in this little jacuzzi fun pool area. That's what we would do. Well, that wasn't awesome whenever you've got this maybe 20 by 10 room full of water six inches deep and the wall doesn't hold it. And all of a sudden, I'm walking around in my room and it's sopping wet and, I'm, and it's squishing in the carpet. And we didn't have uh, carpet, in, we, it was just tile and we had to bring in our own piece of carpet. And so Granny and Grandpa, they're sitting right here. I got one of the ugliest red pieces of carpet that they had left over in an apartment. And we put this red piece of carpet down in my dorm room. Do you remember that? We had those bunk beds that were lifted up. We put couches underneath our bunk beds and your computer. And so we were living up here and we're walking through and just squishing the water everywhere, and it was nasty. College guys, showering, toilets, sinks, leaking, leaking into my room and into my carpeting, and it was nasty, and so we had to take the carpet out, we had to replace everything. It becomes, life becomes a mess whenever we leak. It becomes, it becomes this sloppy, swampy thing whenever we're not locked in and everything is focused and I'm, and I'm full at this moment. And so leaks just aren't always good in life. They don't help where we're trying to get to. In Galatians chapter 5 and verse 22, show this one. <clears throat> what should I be filled with then? What are the, the pieces that I should be full of? In Galatians chapter 5, it talks about the fruit of the Holy Spirit. And when the Holy Spirit is active in our life, he produces something. 
It says the fruit of the Holy Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such, there is no law. Does anybody remember the, the nutritionist Jack Lelane? Does anybody remember this guy? He, he was kind of a big deal, and he came out with the juicer. Y'all remember the juicer that he had come out with? I want to show you a picture of Jack right here. This is a picture of Jack whenever he's the one on the left. He is 80 years old. Look at that. Is that crazy? Anybody 80 in the house? Do you look like that with a really tight shirt on? The one where he's doing fingertip push-ups, he would do push-ups on his fingertips. He's 90 years old. And he was doing this, an article said that he was doing this to impress his 77-year-old wife. At 90 years old, he was still getting girls 13 years younger than him. How about that? Pretty wild. So anyway, he came out with a juicer, and we've got into some juicing. We also have this bullet. We do this bullet sometimes, and so we'll throw all kinds of crazy stuff in here. And, and one time I was at a buddy's house, and he was, he was saying, hey, do you want a shake to, to start off the morning? I'm like, yeah, that'd be great. And so he's juicing and all this sort of stuff, and it comes out green. I do not like that color in my shake. And so he hands me the shake, and I'm like, oh, my goodness, and I smell it, and it is foul. It is disgusting. I'm like, what in the world did you throw in this thing? It's like, oh, I got spinach and kale in it. There are some things that should just never come close to a juicer, and spinach and kale are two of them. And so I take a drink of this thing, and it smelled about as nasty as you can imagine. Does anybody throw kale in their shakes? Any? And, yeah, okay, you're the weird one. Spinach also? Yeah, okay. Spinach should never be liquefied um, at all. But anyway, we do this, this bullet, and we'll throw stuff in there, and I'll throw, I don't know, some protein powder and milk and eggs and peanut butter and chocolate and just kind of just load it up. And, but just good stuff, right? Not vegetables. That stuff is a terrible idea. And as you throw this fruit in, whatever you're throwing into this blender you expect to get out. Whenever I throw in bananas and strawberries, I expect to get strawberry banana juice out. I don't expect to get kale and spinach out. Whatever you put in is what you're going to get out. Are y'all with me? And, and something else that I've just recently got into, and this is, this is my hand-cranking coffee grinder. And so what you do here is you put the actual bean in right here. This still smells great. So whenever Aaron Vogel was here and he runs a coffee shop, he brought to me the original bean, this Colombian bean that they use in their coffee place. And so he showed me how to do this. So you put the beans on the top of this thing, and you could easily just push a button and it would grind it for you. Or you could make your morning even slower <laughs> and hand crank it. And <laughs> And you're powering through it. And you actually feel a little bit of a burn in your tricep, at least for me. I haven't done this a whole lot. And sometimes a little sweat on the brow. And so I'm getting up before the wife and the kids, and I'm hand-cranking this bean. And whenever I hand-crank this bean, I'm not expecting for anything else to come out of it than coffee grounds. And whenever I get the coffee grounds, I then have a slow-drip coffee pour that I put over it, and it soaks in that. And then it produces this cup of coffee for me. What usually you can push a button and it comes out for you in one minute. This takes me about 14 minutes to make myself a cup of coffee. Is that just ridiculous? 
but I do it. And here's the deal is what you are putting in and what you are filling that thing up, whenever it is squeezed and whenever it's in the grinder of life, you're going to find out what it's made of. You're going to find out what is produced. And, and whenever you throw it into the grinder, you're going to find out that that's spinach. When you throw it into the grinder, you're going to find out, wow, that's strawberry and kiwi. So much more refreshing. Check out this, this verse here. We get squeezed here in life. Jesus in Mark chapter 5. Jesus is being squeezed literally by the crowds that are around him. They're pressing in on him. And it says that Jesus had crossed over. He was on the boat. He crosses over to the other side. And if you're with me, it's Mark chapter 5, and it's verse 21. And a large crowd is there in verse 22, and the, the synagogue leaders, and, and, and Jairus comes running up, and he's, and he's saying, hey, something's going on with my daughter, and if you can come and be with her, you can pray for her, and she'll be healed. And the crowds are just smashing in on Jesus, and Jesus hears this, and so he's got to try to make his way to Jairus' daughter, and the crowds just keep, kind of keep pushing in on him and the demands on his life and he had probably just hosted Christmas he's just coming off of hosting Thanksgiving everybody needs a Christmas present right he had just done this whole thing the living room's a mess and he's got Christmas wrapping paper everywhere he's got all of this stuff that we had just gone through right New Year's is coming in and job and and kids and all these things are pressing in on life and Jesus continued his move and there's demands on him and there's jobs, and there's side jobs, and there's part-time jobs, and there's all these other things that just kind of keep weighing in on him. And as he's getting squeezed, what comes out of Jesus? One woman, she's, she's pressing in to get to him. She says that the Bible says that she's got an issue of blood for 12 years. It's this issue of, of bleeding for 12 straight years that she's been enduring this suffering. And she's trying to get to Jesus, and she says, if I can only grab a hold of his robe, I know that I will be healed. And so she's pressing in, and she grabs him, and power leaves Jesus and goes into her, and all of a sudden, she is supernaturally made whole. She's healed in that moment. And Jesus turns and he says, wait a minute, who touched me? And, and his disciples are kind of laughing like, yeah, who touched you? Jesus, there's a thousand people around you. you. You want me to name all of them? And sometimes we can have a lot of things going on in life and we can handle it. But there's that one extra thing that just kind of comes on us and it can just, oh my gosh, that just zapped me right there. That just wiped me out. What, what was that one? Well, let me count. You got this going on. You got this going on. You got this going on. Maybe it's, it's that. And he says, but there was something, man. There was something different about this one that I felt power leave. And he sees this woman, and she identifies herself, and it says that she can no longer be hiding in the crowd, and she says it was me, and she tells what's going on. And, and, this, and this whole kind of traffic moving gets a traffic jam, and it all stops. And now Jarius is over here like, hey, excuse me. Remember my daughter, she's dying. Jesus, am I being forgotten? Am I being left out, Jesus? I see that other people are getting taken care of, not me. And Jesus, as he's getting squeezed, healing comes out of him. Redemption comes out of him restoration of life comes out of him and Jesus rather than having all of the demands and everybody freaking out around him what Jesus does 
he responds with peace and with joy and he says, Jarius, let's go. Let's go see your daughter. He has self-control. Right? I'm saying, Jarius, can you hang on just a second, brother? I kind of got a lot happening right now. I'll be with you when I can. He has self-control. It's a fruit of the Spirit. He has long patience with people. And he says, and he goes to the house, and everybody's weeping and wailing in this house. They're, they're all freaking out. And Jesus walks in. And whenever Jesus shows up, peace comes into the inner man. When Jesus shows up, he brings joy. And all of a sudden, the situation changes. And Jesus shows up, and he says, why are you crying? Why are you weeping and wailing? What's, what's going on? Well, her, her daughter, Jairus' daughter, is already dead because you took too long. If you had been here, Jesus, this wouldn't have happened. And Jesus just brings peace to the storm, and he speaks life over the thing that's dead. And he says, she's not dead. She's only sleeping. And he goes upstairs, and he, he lifts her from her bed, from her deathbed, and she comes alive again. I'll tell you, one of the truest indications that you're a Christian and the time that you look most like Jesus, this is a big statement, the time that you look most like Jesus is when you are squeezed and what comes out of you is redemption. That's Jesus. When you're hanging on the cross of life and you're beaten beyond measure and what comes out of you is forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. What comes out of you is grace and mercy. When it doesn't go awesome at your job or the way that you had planned it or the way your, your spouse responds, that wasn't awesome. And what comes out of you is joy and life and patience and endurance and gentleness and kindness is upon our tongue. That is when you are living full of the Holy Spirit. This word full that he uses in Ephesians chapter five, check this out. This is a really cool word. Ephesians five, it says to be filled with the Holy Spirit. This Greek word is, is plero. I'm gonna try to say it right, plerio. It's P-L-E-R-O-O. -O. The definition is to make full. So when he says to, to be filled with the Holy Spirit, to fill up, to fill until it's full to cause something to abound, to render full, to be complete, to fill to the top so that nothing shall be wanting. Full to the measure, filled to the, to the brim, to cram full, to make complete in every particular, to render perfect. The other night, Alyssa and I, we did pizza and movie night with the kids. And I'm making mellow yellow slushies. This was a cool idea. Until you realize that you shake pop up enough, that's not cool. And so I put mellow yellow in and I cram it full of ice. I mean, this is going to be the best slushie they've ever had in their life. And it is, it is plerio or whatever they say in the Greek, right? It's plero, it's full, it's crammed full. So I got it just chock full of ice, mellow yellow up to the brim. And I'm going to tighten this thing up, right? I got this thing locked in, and it's going to be amazing. And 
like, oh, shoot. And it hits me. Science class, this isn't good. And I'm about to have a volcano. And so I start, I start to undo this thing. And it goes, and it's so hard to get off. I got to wrap a towel around it. And it is coming down. I mean, the play, it's just the coolest thing. It was cool, actually. And it's coming down. Isn't there mellow yellow just shaken up by the magic bullet? It was full to the brim. You couldn't fit anything else in there. And when it gets shaken by life, what's coming out of it? You can't be anything other than what you are. And you're good. And you're full of grace and joy and peace. And you're just, you're just full of the Holy Spirit. Bubbles out of you. It's just bursting out of you. And the kids loved it, by the way. When, when you get your patience pulled on and you begin to leak and you're being drained of your gentleness, do you respond with joy? Is there constantly kindness upon your tongue? Is there, is there grace in all situations? Or it's like, I got no space for that because I'm not full of that. What I'm full of is frustration. Didn't like that, didn't like that. I'm gonna critique all of this. And something else, unfortunately, has a tendency to peak outside of us. When we get squeezed, I think is a great question. What is coming out of us? Unless you're Ann Presnell, you don't want kale and spinach <laughs> coming out of you. We want the refreshing fruit and goodness of God. So, so my question is this. What do we leave here with this morning? Perhaps some of you are in the grinder. Man, you're just getting that hand crank grinder. Is there any relenting? Can you just stop for a second? Financially, this is just tough. Relationally, I am exhausted. I am wiped out. I'm, be, I'm being squeezed. That we would be filled with something else. And what if instead of being wiped out and running on empty, we were running on full? How do you do it? How do you get this done? How do you get that? How do you do it with a smile? How do you have joy? What if you were living on full and you were filled, crammed full of good stuff? And so how do we get there? I don't know all the ways, but here's just a couple ideas. Number one, ask. Just ask God. God, would you just fill me with your Holy Spirit? God, I, I get frustrated so fast would you fill me with joy instead of frustration? God, I am so short-tempered. Ah, I need patience. Ask him. He's good. And would a good father, when you ask, would he give you a stone if you ask him for a fish? No. God, I ask you for joy. I ask you for patience. God, I just got a bite on my words all the time. Could you give me gentleness and just ask? Another one I believe is the renewing of our mind. God, I have operated this way for 50 years. This is how we talk to each other. This is how daddy talked to me. This is how granddaddy talked to him. That's what we do. What if we got renewed up here and said, Jesus, would you just filter this? Renew my mind, shift in my mind. Put some new pathways in here where I operate with long suffering and forbearance with one another. 
Lord, I pray that you would just pop my spirit full of joy and with life again and love and peace. Would I have peace in my inner man instead of just constantly stressed and anxious and anxiety and ah, now I got heart problems and I got all these other issues of life because of stress. What if I wasn't full of all that? What if I was depleted of all of that and I was full of the spirit of God within me? So we ask, we ask him to renew our minds. And the other one, I believe, is we just begin to execute. You do have a choice. God, I'm gonna choose patience right here. It's gonna be hard. I'm gonna choose love when I would much rather go to anger. I'm gonna choose to operate differently. So I'm gonna ask him for it. I'm gonna renew my mind with it. And then I'm gonna execute on these ways. Hey, as you're looking at, at your new year, what do you want to be full of? And do you want to just run another year and just run an entire year on empty? Or do you want to run an entire year full of the jet fuel of heaven with the Spirit of God living on the inside of you? I'd like to pray over our church family as we close here. Would you all stand with me this morning? And if that's you, it's like, man, I need a dose of that. I need a dose of the ghost right now. I need the Holy Spirit to come in and fill me up. We're all, we're all good, uh, uh, I guess, people, applicants that are, that are contending for this. So let's just pray. Jesus, we just come and we simply ask. We ask you, Holy Spirit, that you would fill us. We need a fresh encounter, Lord. God, we need you to do something that only, and we know that it's only you that can do it, Lord. Jesus, we pray that you would rid us and deplete us of the, of the selfishness, the, the narcissism, the critiquing, the, the anger, the, the temper. Lord, we pray that you would dispel the darkness within us and fill us with the light and the love of the Holy Spirit. God, I pray over, over this church family as we embark onto a new year, God, that we would not be left behind, we would not feel squeezed out, but God, that we would own it, that we would get full and we would run the race with endurance in our spirits. Father, I pray over a 2019 that is blessed by you. God, I pray that marriage would be restored, that children's hearts would come back to you. Father, that there would be healing in our homes. God, we just pray life over our church family. We speak life over our communities. We speak life over every business that's represented here, God, that it would be their best year yet. God, we speak life over every idea that people are having, supernatural vision to come to people who've lost hope. Lord, I pray that you would fill us, cram it full of life. We love you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. So we're so glad you were with us today. You can subscribe on iTunes or Spotify or your preferred podcasting app. Be sure to rate us so other people can know about the podcast.